All right, says we're live. I'll take his word for it. <clears throat> this is Ashley Williams, Legacy Farms Coffee, Sarah Bueno Honduras, and our roaster is in Mound Ridge, Kansas. We'll do some housekeeping. Um, Legacy Farms Coffee 2010 on Instagram. We are desperately trying to get our uh, Instagram followers up. We're like, we hit 440 yesterday. We went to 438 today. So there you go. Uh, we're trying to get to 500 by the end of the month was my goal. Uh, we'll see how that happens. Another, what, 62? And we'll be there. Uh, share this with anybody you can. I'd appreciate it. Give us positive Google reviews, anything like that. Um, oh, there's some people hopping on. Uh, if you guys want to be on screen, come on screen. Otherwise, you can uh, leave comments if you have any questions. I haven't. I uh, flew in Monday night, About got home about midnight. Uh, and so I haven't had time to write down a lot of questions for the week. But the ones I did sort of, I breezed through some of them. But checking two Facebooks, emails, stuff that comes to the website, Instagram, all those different things. Uh, I got behind on my questions this week, but uh, I posted something about Pedro. Uh, Pedro was came in and was just talking to me the other day and ended up staying a couple hours. He was supposed to guard so that I could go to Marcala because uh, one of my guilty pleasures is on uh, Sunday is generally when the family and I will go and do our market shopping. And then afterwards, there's never a lot of time. We're always rushing to go somewhere. But when I'm there by myself or when it's me and Eli, we'll do a little bit of shopping. And so uh, I went in, bought a cantaloupe and a pineapple because I just knew I was leaving pretty quick. Uh, or that's what my plan was. Uh, and I wanted to get a little bit of ice cream, too. So I was going to do go cup shopping. So I had um, Pedro come in and do uh, the guard while I was gone. And so I ended up, he came in. We ate a little bit. Uh, I always try to drink coffee with the guys. They seldom like my coffee. Uh, they like the dark, really, really oily beans. Oh, sorry. I've been swamped today. I haven't had a full cup of coffee yet. So ended up, we did a quick uh, little uh, interview with Pedro. Um, there was a couple guys that I'm trying to get interested in buying his coffee next year. So I'd love to set up some roasters where they would buy whatever he produced. So I sort of wanted to introduce the world, so to speak, to Pedro. He is a super nice guy. But uh, a couple of you were asking about some of the projects on the farm. I'd questioned Pedro, and uh, I wasn't sure how long he'd worked for me, but he said four years. <laughs> Somebody popped in. Muchísimas uh, gracias, mi muy alegre. Somebody came in with a question in Spanish. Um, he's a great guy. He, I buy my chicken feed from him. Um, but anyway, Pedro said he'd worked for me for four years. I was, uh, he and his brother, Santiago, which Bill from uh, Bill's. Uh, hey, hey, Miguel, how are you doing? Um, from Billy's Bean Barn. Now, Billy, Billy buys all of... Uh, another Miguel's coffee and all of San Diego's coffee, or he bought it this year. So we're looking for somebody. Pedro will have some Perinema in production. We're looking for somebody to buy his next year on the green side. Or oh, excuse me. Or if you're a, you know, a coffee shop or something, we could set up something where you could buy it roasted. 
either one would be a great help to Pedro. But two years ago, my son discovered taxes. He made enough money that he was going to have to pay taxes. So then we talked and he decided to make a donation to the nonprofit instead. And he wanted to say what he did with the money. And so he built Pedro and Santiago a set of bathrooms. The little Econo bathroom we do it, uh, has a shower above the toilet or just slightly offset. So you stand in front of the toilet and take a shower. So there's a drain for the shower and then the toilet goes in the septic tank. So my son, Jonathan, paid for that. And uh, we may have kicked in a little bit, but we went down and helped with it and got uh, those two families uh a decent shower and stuff because Pedro's got five boys and a wife and he takes care of his a sister that has a mental disability. And then Santiago who lives right next door to him has five kids, four boys and one girl, and he has a wife and they also take care of his mother. So it's a pretty big family and they were sharing one bathroom and one toilet. So we put in two of our Econo units. And so now I think Pedro has two toilets and a shower and Santiago has two showers and a toilet. So now it's quite a bit, uh, I think quite a bit more convenient for the family. And we uh, also, Pedro and Santiago install chimney pipes for us. So when there's a chimney pipe, when there's money in the construction budget, they'll go out and put chimney pipes in people's houses. And I think they make $16 a piece or $16 together for each chimney pipe they install. So they, they can, uh, they've done as many as like six in one day. So that's a, you know, that's a pretty good chunk of money for them to knock out in one day. So they, uh, they've been pretty appreciative of that. So he was telling us about his family and he was, uh, he was wanting to borrow some money. He borrowed some money for fertilizer earlier this year and he still owed a hundred dollars on it. And he was asking if he could go ahead and borrow so he could fertilize again. And on top of the hundred that he still owed. And I got to thinking about it. And this year we had we'd done some replanting last year. So we didn't use all the fertilizer that we bought. And so uh, we were just able to gift him. He and his brother, his, he got five and his brother got seven. And so once we got online, he thanked me for the fertilizer and stuff like that. And I wasn't expecting him to do that. But uh, we were asking about his kids. And he said, I had a six-year-old all the way up to 18-year-olds. And, uh, and I said, uh, the six-year-old doesn't work for me, just sort of kidding around. He's like, no, but the nine-year-old does. And the first thing he said after that was like, and he can pick 50 pounds of coffee a day. And so he was pretty proud of that. So then I said, well, what is your other son, the 18-year-old? He said, well, he can pick 250 pounds a day. And I said, well, what can you pick? And he said, I can pick 300 a day. So uh, he was pretty proud of those, you know, and I guess, you know, um, it's the world that you live in. And so he was pretty proud that his kids could pick that much coffee because a, a nine-year-old doesn't, well, I am so sorry. A nine-year-old doesn't keep all that money because they wouldn't know what to do with it. That nine-year-old is just helping the family out. And also, um, you know, they're, they're used to that life and in letting their kids work helps the family out. And I believe it builds character in them and, and they, you know, they all get some money from what they do, but they get to stay in school, which a lot of families, as soon as the kids hits fifth grade, they pull them out. San Diego and Pedro, all their kids are graduating high school and stuff like that. And so that's the goal we've had for everybody on the farm. Uh, rich kids get to go to school because they don't have to work. Uh, poor kids, 
don't go to school because they have to work. And so it's just a, it's just a, a bad fact of life. And even paying more, you know, I asked uh, ask some of the guys and they're like, no, the kids need to work. And they, uh, you know, I, the kids don't sit, you know, I, I had Eli in here today and God bless him. He got out of school and he had his mindset on playing. And, uh, but I had 75 pounds of coffee that had to be ground sealed and delivered by five o'clock. And with him helping begrudgingly, we got to the delivery site at 5.07. He said, you're late. And I didn't, I didn't say a word because we were late because he was late. Uh, he just did not want to do it. So finally, we had to get out the conveyor sealer because he was fussing about this other sealer. And uh, so uh, I understand that. I was a kid, too. And uh, I didn't necessarily want to work all the time. But my mom had a flower shop. And when there was a wedding... Uh, it was planned and we knew when we were going to work and how long we were going to work. But when there was a funeral, uh, it was spur of the moment and you just got in there and worked, you know. And so, uh, you know, you just didn't have that choice. Uh, and that's what mama needed. And so we went in there and helped her. And today that's what daddy needed. And he, he helped. We wasn't happy about it. But um, that's just the way it is sometimes. And I've gotten, I've gotten hammered quite a few times about having kids in some of the videos to the point where, oh, my Google Drive or whatever you call it, where I store my pictures. I have separate files for kids, and I'll share those pictures with some of my customers. But I generally don't put a lot of them on Facebook just for that reason. And people don't understand Um if the kids stayed at home, they don't have TV. They don't have video games to watch. They, they don't have yards they can play in. Uh, they have a good time out the farm. And that little kid that, you know, a lot of the kids that get out there, they'll pick 12 or 13 pounds. But you see them out in the farm eating the coffee. And you see them out there with oranges and stuff, kicking them around like footballs. So it's, it's their way of life. Uh, and it's not for me to judge. And I don't think it's for any of us to judge. The parents aren't making them work but it's just part of the culture. You just work. And so they sort of know that. So um, I've seen the kids out there and they, you know, I'm sure they would rather be doing something else a lot of times, but that's just the way it is. But it's a, it's a touchy subject when, uh, when people start jumping on you about that. And last year, a lady, we were showing the guys carrying the bags of coffee up a little ramp that we built into the back of the truck. Uh, and I got hammered about that. Why didn't I have them, the little back things that you put on? And why didn't I have dollies where they could push it up there with? And, and so I walked into the shop and I was like, I showed her a picture. There are dollies here, but they need to move 250 bags of coffee. Uh, that trucker was a friend of mine sent his truck and we need to do it in a hurry. And they've done that all their life. They can pick up 150 pounds like you can pick up a bag of groceries. And so, but still, she made a big deal. And of course, she had to say something about it on social media, you know. Um, and there wasn't anything I could do about it. So we just let her say her piece. But, you know, they've got a dolly if they want to use it. And there's, you know, Pedro had a hernia last year. And so, you know, he was doing anything but that. And that's why he started guarding. And that's why... You know, he has the job on the farm that he does. He did finally get it fixed. The doctors there wouldn't fix it until it like completely ruptured. So it finally did. And they finally did. Uh, it seems stupid to wait that long, but that's that's what they did. But until then, that's when we started letting Pedro guard. 
Uh, so he guards the house when I leave. He guards uh, for the United States. And, uh, and when it's uh, picking season, he hadn't been able to pick as much as he wanted to because he can't lift the bag, stuff like that. So we, we got him a job out there running the drying field. And so he he's lives basically lives out there for two months. So the whole time the coffee's drying, he's in charge of that. And he makes, uh, he makes good money. What we did was we averaged out his pay that he would have made picking coffee. And, uh, and that's what we paid him for running the field. And yeah, we could have got somebody cheaper to do it, but that's, uh, that was his value in his mind. Uh, you know, and I think that's what we should pay him. And so we did, uh, he had went around, got some different women around the area to bring them, ta- uh, tortillas and we would bring them food and they would cook food and stuff for him. Um, and we came, you know, we're out there at least once a day. And so I've got him a, I got him a set of car batteries hooked to a, uh, cell phone charger and a, where he can recharge his rechargeable flashlight and recharge his cell phone. He's got a hammock between two trees and a couple of nights a week, his kids will ride out with me and they'll stay with him for a day or two. And then every once in a while, his wife will ride out and stay there for a day or two. And it's like a two month long camping trip for him. There's a small house that he doesn't use because he likes to sleep outside. But uh, so he can go in and take a shower. But he enjoys that. But he is a good, solid guy and he does his very best. Uh, he likes growing things. He does his very best to put out a good crop. He's never had to worry about that because he only he's always sold it at the meal. And in selling it to the meal, the farmers don't care what the coffee is. The meal has it cupped and they sell it, especially coffee when it hits 80. But the farmer doesn't get any of that, so they're not concerned with it. Uh, they don't get any of their, you know, help from the government and stuff like that. But that's the way it is, and they they know there's nothing they can do about it. So they're just living day to day, but we are blessed to be able to help Pedro with some of his stuff. Uh, and hopefully this year we're going to be able to bring some of his, some more of his coffee to the States. Uh, last year it didn't cup very well. Something happened to it on the patio, but because we just took a small sampling of his crop, um, we didn't have the option where normally when we buy a, a bigger, a bigger crop, we'll, we'll process it three different ways. And so we have three different samples this year. We just took a little bit, washed it and dried it and then had that cupped and it didn't do very well at all. If we had, a, a, you know, in hindsight, we should have done three samples, should have done a wash to natural and a honey and we'd have been a lot better off. But it is what it is in coffee and production's up some years, prices up some years. Uh, right now, the price is, I think, okay. I'm not sure what the world price is, but right now they're paying uh, about $16 for a hundred pound bag of coffee in the cherry. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, Miguel has coffee. He's online. He might know. Uh, Miguel, uh, if you know what the the price of Uber is right now, but I think it was like 380, 390 when I left, which is probably about $13 something like that. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah, it'd be about $13 per hundred pound bag. And that's, uh, and right now you're going to pay about $15 for them to pick that bag. And so it's, uh, it's not that great. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's now you're okay about. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm getting, I'm getting my math screwed up in my head tonight. But yeah, uh, if you guys have a chance, go to my Instagram account. It's Legacy Farms Coffee 2010. I did the best I could at asking a question and translating. I'm going to try to see if I can run it through my Google Translator and get it to where uh, they can do the subtitles from what he said, uh, put them up there in English so it's not me translating it. Uh, I would like that a lot better. But he just answered some basic questions about his house and his, I mean, about his family and how they work and things like that. And he told me a little bit about the variety of coffee he had. Uh, he got some Marciessa from us last year. He got some Perinema from us two seasons ago. So he was saying that was going to be his production crop this year. And then his old farm has got uh, Lumpira on it, which is also a good variety. But Perinema is definitely a nice variety. And he got the plants from our seeds that came from our farm. And so, um, you know, we know where it came from and we know it's done good in the past. So it'd be interesting to see what it does on his farm. Uh, the perinema that I planted on Jonathan's farm has actually been uh, on average cupping better than the coffee on my farm. So we'll have to see uh, long term, you know, if that keeps up. Hmm. Coffee, coffee is really weird when it comes to cupping scores and points and I mean, and flavor profiles. Uh, the same lot we had uh, this year, we had lot M2, M3 and M4. They were all red honey process and they were all exactly the same score, which I think was 86, but they had three completely different flavor profiles. So you never know. Um, the other guy I was wanting to talk to is, uh, Bahidio, we've got a lot of Bahidio's coffee, and I also have some of Anna's coffee. If anybody wants to buy Anna's coffee, we have it online. But if you know of a roaster that would like to buy green, I have Anna's coffee uh, uh, green offering also that'll come on right after Thanksgiving. You'll be able to buy some of Anna's coffee, and then that money we should send that right to her. Uh, as soon as it hits our fund, our account, we go ahead and transfer it to her. And if you would like to, it would be amazing if you guys wanted to buy it uh, in bag quantity. You could send it straight to Anna in Honduras. She has a count also. But those were a couple of things we were gonna we were gonna hit on this week. Uh, I didn't get them uh, as much work done as I wanted to. Um, I wasn't able to si si save the bathrooms on the farm, so they went off the hill. I did get a lot of wiring done. Uh, my knee is sort of banged up, and so I wasn't out there working on the the retaining wall, and I sure wasn't going to move rocks because I'm lazy. Uh, but uh, so we did get some of it done. We took big plastic sheets, and I'll try to post those pictures tonight and covered up where all the erosion was. So from now on, uh, the uh, the coffee will be uh, or the land will be covered with that plastic. So any more rains, it'll just roll right off the hill. Uh, Bahidio's coffee is a mix of uh, Lempira and Katui. And this year, I think he had an 84.5 cup and score. I'm going to step off camera real quick. I think I have the scores over here. I have 84 scores. So we'll, uh, I'll see if while I'm talking, I can, I can thumb through here and find them. But I know I had them uh, before I went to Honduras. 
But uh, specialty grade coffee, for those that you don't uh, don't know, starts at 80 and then it goes, supposedly it goes to 100. To my knowledge, there's never been a 100. Anna's got a couple of different flavor profiles on hers. But I don't remember. Last year, I bought all of Bahidio's coffee. It might actually be what I'm drinking now. Or no, I'm drinking Anna's coffee right now. I end up with a bag of hers that got lost. And so we bought it. But normally I've got a customer that buys a lot of Anna's, but she had a crazy bumper cop crop last year. And uh, she went from something like eight and a half bags last year to this year having uh, almost 16 bags. Well, the Hideo has about three, he has three lots, I'm pretty certain. I only have one in front of me. Um, the aroma is chocolate. Uh, on this particular lot, it scored an 83, which is definitely not some of his best coffee, but uh, he's usually an 84, an 84 and a half, but still 83 is a good solid, especially great coffee. It's washed. Uh, we canal washed it. Uh, the, the flavors are chocolate and dulce. I mean, chocolate and sweet. So that would be more like a milk chocolate would be the flavor on it. And of course, uh, I'm not sure if you're talking about the green coffee of Bahidio or the roasted coffee of Bahidio. Uh, the, the, the roasted coffee, you're going you're gonna to realize that more if you have a specialty, uh, uh, you know, a V60 or... Uh, if you're doing it with hotter temperatures, like in the French, with the French press. Well, I have, uh, I have, uh, his coffee is not online right now, green, but I can put it on there if you want to roast it. But if you want to buy it, the hideous coffee's on there. It's called Osmond's pride and his son's name is Osmond and, uh, women in Honduras, um, you name things after your firstborn son and not your firstborn daughter because his daughter's name is Suyapa and she's 15 and Osmond is nine. And so everything got named after Osmond. So his barbershop is Barbaria Osmond. Uh, his corn grinding business is Molito's Osmond and his farm is Finca Osmond. And so when we import it, it's Finca Osmond, but the roasted coffee is uh, because we do sell it green and some other people sell it under that name, Finca Osmond. Uh, once they buy it green, that's how they're marketing it. So we market it as Osmond's Pride. And so if you look on our website, you can pick up a bag of Osmond's Pride. And this year, he, uh, he gave me 10 pounds of his coffee for, for helping him sell his coffee. He gave me 10 pounds of green. Well, they actually gave... My son, Eli, 10 pounds, uh, five pounds of green and gave Julia five pounds of green. And uh, but I, I appreciate that uh, the effort on his part. That was really nice. I would. But yeah, pick up some of his. I'm going to be roasting again on Saturday. Uh, so I think I have it in stock now, though. But uh, yeah, send me a PM if you put it in an order and I'll I'll give you a sample of uh, Anna's coffee. Also, um, we've got a bunch of little sample bags. But any uh, any roasted coffee for the next two year uh, two weeks, any roasted coffee orders, uh, we'll get a couple extra sample bags put into them. I've got a bunch of samples that were that we used when we went to uh, 
um, Chicago and spoke there. So I have a bunch of samples left over from that. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Anna or Osmond's uh, green. So if you want to buy green, you can just you can just buy Limpira. I think right now Limpira is the and just put in a note that you want the you know how much you want of each one, and we'll just swap it out. I'll be filling all the orders for the next you know probably for the rest of the year. I don't think I'm going back to Honduras now, not until January when I go for uh, three months. If we get donations enough for me to go and uh, start working on the big uh, big project that we're doing for the uh, landslide and all that, I might go back for two weeks. Okay, well, Richard, I didn't know if I was, uh, I, I just figured it out once you said Richard. Okay. Well, but I've seen the name on there before and I thought, I just thought I was talking to a lady. But uh, yeah, if, uh, Richard, if you want something like that, uh, and also I found a few, uh, I've got a new, uh, Ica two that's a natural that is on the site. Uh, so if you want some of that, you know, I can, I'll replace that with you too, if you want. And then I have a little bit, I think I have, uh, I'm not sure what the new coffee is. I think I have a P3M that scored an 88. I'm not sure if you've had any of that, but just send me a PM. And I brought, if you've tried the coffee cherry tea, if you haven't, let me know. I'll put some samples of that in too and uh, see how you like that. We're really going to start pushing the coffee cherry tea this year uh, and natural. I've got four or five naturals this year that uh, last year I wasn't able to do naturals because the weather was so bad. But we've got uh, lot 21 that'll be, uh, I got about another week before we sell out of lot 26. But lot 26 is the one that's, it's a hard chocolate, I think. No, lot 26 that's on there now is the aromas. It's a full natural Limpero. So it just says lot 26 and it'll say Limpero. It's cocoa and chocolate are the flavors. I mean, are the aromas. And then the flavors are red fruit, cocoa, and honey on the, uh, the lot 26 natural. So I'm not sure, Richard, if you like naturals a lot. But I haven't started roasting those yet. So if you guys are watching that are liking the roasted coffee side, uh, everything that's on the green side is not on the, the roasted side yet. Uh, on the roasted side, most of it is over to the 2023 crop right now. The natural is not. I've got a little bit of last year's bag of natural that I'm working off of. But within a couple of weeks, we'll have a different natural on the roasted side. But right now, I think online, there's two naturals. There's two or three honeys and two washed that are online for the green coffee. Uh, then as far as the roasted coffee goes, I think there's like 14 options on the roasted coffee. So, but either way, when you put an order in, I always ask for samples and, uh, if you can tell me what samples you've gotten in the past, I can not repeat them uh, if you don't care. But Richard, are you selling your coffee at farmer's markets or are you just doing your, just for your own stuff? Because I told a couple of guys last week that I would send them a bunch of my roasted samples that I had and they could put their sticker on them and give them away to their customers. 
cool. Uh, yeah, I'll try to look up while we're talking what the flavor profile is on that natural, uh, the EK2 natural. Hey, what I can do, I can just pull the stickers off the wall if I don't see them real quick. And also, I've got a Sarge Moore that I'm going to put online here pretty quick. But the Sarge Moore won't last long. I think I have, I think I have a couple of 15-pound bags of Sarge Moore, and it was a neighbor's coffee that I bought last year and it cupped really well. Yeah, I've got an Ika 2 that's a honey process. It's got caramel and citrus. But I don't have the Ika 2 stickers made yet. So it's probably over in my office. Uh, the cupping sheet's probably over in my office. Yeah, that's why I don't have the rest of my sheets uh, waiting for me to make stickers for it. So Julia may not have that online yet. If she doesn't, just send me a PM or send me. There's like a place in there when you buy coffee for notes. But I only have one bag of the Ika 2. So and I haven't seen any go out in the last couple of days. So she may not have it online. Uh, but the Sarge Moors were... Uh, or just a new crop that we bought from a neighbor that we'll probably buy again this year. The Perry Namas are the ones that had the really interesting flute uh, uh, notes on them, like grapefruit and some stuff like that. Yeah, I don't have those cupping notes on the Ika too, but maybe they'll uh, they'll turn up the next day or two if you want to send me a... Uh, or I'll find them tomorrow. I guess we're eating Thanksgiving dinner, and then I'll come back here in the afternoon and fill orders. So if anybody has any questions. Yeah, uh, but even for Christmas, you put it, uh, if you guys put in any orders, uh, I've got a bunch of three-ounce bags. So just ask if you can have some three-ounce bags, and I'll send you some, and you can give them out as stocking stuffers. By Christmas, it won't be the freshest coffee in the world, but it'll still be a... Uh, still be a good stocking stuffer or if you've got some people you can give it away to now uh they're the lot 26 natural uh marciessa which is uh lot m4m and then the uh, perinema which is lot p3m those are the the samples that i have that's hot i drank it out of my thermos instead of my cup which I'm convinced my little Coleman keeps us just as hot as the Yeti does. But uh, I'm not trying to promote either one unless they'll pay me. Um, I thought Bill might be online, but I'm not sure who that is. A couple of just hellos. But uh, I want to try to do some more theme shows. If you guys have ideas, uh, if you'd let me know. Uh, and anytime I saw some new people pop up, uh, just like 
say hi and we'll introduce you. And if you have anybody out there has a website or if you're selling on Facebook or something, let me know and I'll, I'll give a shout out. Uh, sometimes we have, you know, five people watching. Sometimes there's 15, but we're getting a really good, um, the metadata thing that follows all of this is showing, you know, average, I think two average of 254 downloads, which for Joe Rogan, that'd be a bad day. But for us, that's pretty good. Oh, Andrew's on. We were uh, we were talking about natural. So I've got an Ika 2 natural on there. Uh, if Julia's got it online, if not, it'll be back. It'll be on in a day or two. Um, I'm hoping uh, she's got a lot of family around this weekend. So or Thursday and Friday. So we uh, hopefully Saturday we can put our heads together and get this next Ika uh, 2 natural online. If it's not. I need to, I can look that up probably while I was talking, but, um, Andrew, are you selling farmer's markets or are you, how are you selling your coffee? Or are you just drinking lots of coffee? Is any, I was just saying anybody that has a website, it's welcome to website, Facebook page or whatever. I think Bill is just doing Facebook at Billy's bean barn because he is under cottage law. And anytime y'all see a problem with our Facebook, our website, I know it's not the easiest to navigate, but um, we had somebody complain the other day they couldn't find prices. And so I don't know if they went in through a different way or whatever, but I see prices on the front of it. And finally he got mad at me. I don't think he ever ordered anything, but I don't know how to help somebody when it gets to that point. So it is what it is, I guess. I, uh, Yep. Yeah, I see Osmond's Pride's on one of the first sheets there. But yeah, I can put uh, Osmond's Pride up. I can do any of those things we need to to, to get you all whatever green. Um, if you'll order. Cool. Well, anyway, I can help you guys. We're, uh, we're sure glad to do it. But I want to do some more themes. A couple of weeks ago, we did uh, a couple of pour overs. I think we just, no, I think we just did the aerial press online. And it, uh, I think the, the aerial press one got 2,500 views or downloads or however you look at it. Uh, 2,500 people watched the entire thing, you know. And then uh, Eli had the idea. I literally did my inverted aerial press, but I did it. I did it wrong. I filled up the pressing tube instead of filling up the other side. So he had a, he had us recreate that and we put that out there and it got five or 600 views. And so Eli enjoys helping me do those things. So we, uh, we enjoy making the, the, doing the little reels or whatever you call them. But yeah, next week, I think I'd like to focus on, um, doing some pour overs online or maybe doing a cupping or something like that. If you guys have any ideas, you can sort of let me know what you're thinking. Yeah, I, I like doing the inverted aerial press because I like to steep the coffee or let it bloom, however you want to put that. Uh, so I, uh, I usually let it set for two minutes. Um, and like I told a customer today, he said, well, what's the maximum you'll let it steep? And I said, well, a customer walked in the other day and I did it for like 18 minutes. But that is one of the things I like about the metal filter 
because um, I had the other day I wet my filter and a customer came in and I was getting ready to start doing it. And so I didn't. And then when they left, I went ahead and just wetted the filter again real quick. And when I put it on, the filter just blew out. So all the coffee, everything just blew in my cup. So apparently you can't wet the filter twice. You need to wet it and then start pressing. So since I've had the little metal filter, uh, and I took one of the metal filters with me to Honduras. And then I noticed the pack I have, the filters actually are two different sizes in it. And so uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't intentionally tried those by uh, side by side to see if there's a big difference. But I have been looking up a little bit um, on exactly how to do some of this stuff. And there was a guy the other day, and he had bought a second cap for it. And he drilled the cap out to have bigger holes. And he went with a, he cut his own filters out of like V60 filters. He cut little circles out, made his own filters, changed the grind on a one to 10 grinder. You know, a grinder has a one to 10 scale. He uh, went all the way up to six on his grind. And so he changed a whole bunch of stuff on his aerial press and you know, he was, he was thinking that he got a lot better cup out of that. So I, uh, I tried finding the video again and I couldn't, but from those things that I just said to you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I don't know that I can necessarily cut that round of a circle. I might have to figure out how to uh, draw it out and cut it. But I know that different filters have different or different micron or whatever. And so uh, I'll try a V60 filter and I've got a couple different, I've got my filter for the Clever. It seems thicker, but it might just be softer. I don't know, but I'll try a couple this weekend. I think Thanksgiving's going to be a good time for me to uh, piddle and maybe play with a few things. Uh, a lot of people don't order on the holidays. We got a, a lot of orders in, you know, before Thanksgiving uh, asking us to get it to them pretty quick. But I don't know that we'll have any orders tomorrow or Friday. So I'm hoping that I can just hang out in the lab. And I'd like to play with my um, uh, espresso machine a little bit more. And I'd like to get my sample roaster. I haven't had it fired up in about two months. And I'd like to go through. And uh, this really nice guy sent me a, a it looked like more than a pound of uh, a Marciessa Natural that I'd like to try to roast and drink. And... Uh, I, I drank that other stuff up, the, the roasted stuff. I drank it up quick. And so uh, I was going to take it to Honduras with me, but it didn't make it. But I, uh, I tend to take Hondur coffee with me to Honduras because the day I land the plane, if I don't have coffee with me, then I don't have anything to drink. So if I have to wait until I get home and get everything unpacked, then it's like six or seven o'clock before I even get to start roasting. Uh, and generally, I like to rest my coffee for two days. I don't know about y'all, but... Uh, so I'll bring coffee with me. So this last time I actually was going to be nice to Bahidio. We were talking about him a little bit. So I had roasted a big batch of Bahidio's coffee. So I went ahead and ground it because I know he doesn't have a grinder. And uh, I put on a nice label and Osmond's pride. And uh, I was planning on giving it to him, but he was working on top of the hill and I was down at the house and we weren't running into each other at the right time. And so uh, I told him to come up the next day for breakfast. And when it, by the time he got there, I was looking over my stock and I was there for eight days and I had some little eight ounce bags with me 
but I didn't think I was going to have enough coffee to make the eight days. So I ended up the coffee I was going to gift him. I just kept it and drank it myself. So I'll have to do something else nice for him. So, uh, but yeah, I've gotten caught in customs before or not caught, but, uh, they've questioned why I'm bringing coffee into Honduras when, uh, why am I bringing Honduran coffee into Honduras instead of just buying it there? Yeah, I've never let it go a week, but I've got a lot of people that say a week to 10 days. Um, when I'm in Honduras and I roast coffee, uh, it's either in season when we're like roasting 30 and 40 lots a day and we're cupping. You don't get to enjoy the coffee as much. Now, when I'm there on trips like this week, uh, this week, this last week was a struggle to even get a cup of coffee. Uh, we were doing 16 hour days. And uh, and so there, uh, you, it's a struggle to finish a cup of coffee. But, you know, doing a pour over, it takes a couple minutes. I did buy a coffee pot last year. I haven't used it yet, but I, I planned on it's a little tiny combo. It's a toaster oven. I don't know. There's one thing on the top. I don't know what it's like a hot plate. I don't know what that does. But uh, and it had a coffee machine all built into it. But, you know, to do a pour over, you're going to have nine, 10 minutes of free time. Uh, and so I would try to make some first thing in the morning and bring it up to the top of the hill with me. But it was just a struggle. We were just going, going all the time. And I was either hauling supplies or wiring uh, because when we lost the bathrooms, we lost the place where our breaker box was installed. So, uh, you know, I generally don't have a lot of time to roast. Now, when I'm roasting here in the shop, I might be roasting for a reason, but a lot of times I'm roasting something that I either have, I either have such little amount of uh, that I can't put it in the bigger roaster, or it is such a nice lot that I don't want to learn how to roast in 15 pounds, you know, shots so I can take it over. Like my geisha, I, I started, well, my bourbon, that was my first really great coffee that I had. And I didn't, I was afraid to put it in the big machine and take a chance on messing up 15 pounds. So I, uh, I roasted it in my sample roaster. So if somebody wanted a 16 ounce bag of coffee, I had to do two 10 ounce roasts, you know, so it'd take me a half an hour to roast a $18 bag of coffee uh, or $16 bag of coffee. That's what we sell the Bourbon for 16. And so, but that's what I was doing because I knew how to do it on the Hucky versus I didn't know that. And so now I'm pretty comfortable with the machine now. And so now I roast everything on that, but for my little blends and stuff like that. Um, and for me, it's peaceful roasting. I enjoy just sort of sitting back roasting. Um, I don't take my time. Uh, my, I don't rush. I just take my time. I try to listen to a book on tape or something like that. And I just get over here in the corner and uh, I don't know how well you guys can see, but uh, I do just purified water. I haven't been doing anything fancy. I bought a reverse osmosis system. I haven't installed it, but that's my Hucky 500T. And then it's some kind of Italian espresso machine. I forget the name of it every time I, I, th I think about it. But I've, I've got the Fresh Rose 700. Uh, I've burnt more coffee than most people have roasted on it. And then I had a Be More 1600, the very first model that came out. I enjoyed it because I had it up on the counter. 
I'd throw in 12 ounces of coffee and I would set, tell it it had 16 ounces in there. I'd hit the button. As soon as it started going, I'd add the maximum time and I'd go in the house. And the next morning when I came out, it was roasted, cooled, and I just dumped it into a bag and I'd let it set for two days and then drink it. And so that was a pretty easy way to roast when we were busy. So the, I got the Hucky. I actually bought my big roaster first and then I bought the Hucky. But now I actually have three of the Huckies. So uh, I'm hoping that if I get to go back in December, I'm going to set up a little miniature cupping lab. Uh, I'm not able to buy more of the like Bahidios and Melvin and Santiago and Pedro. I can't buy more of their coffee because just to be completely honest, I'm not selling all of my coffee green as fast and for the price that I'm mean, not the price as fast uh, that we want to sell it. Uh, because what I need to do is be selling more of my roasted coffee. So I can't really, when I bring in their coffee, it's actually in competition with myself. So I'm selling more of theirs. I'm selling less of mine uh, and I want to help them out, but there's only so many of those farmers that I can do that way. So the goal is if I can start selling, uh, 60% of my crop roasted, then I'll be able to start bringing in more of their green coffee. And then the idea at that point is the more of my coffee I can sell roasted, the more of their coffee I can bring in and sell green. So that's the goal. Uh, I've got a, a list of about 15 guys, just a list in the back of my mind that I want to be buying their coffee uh, by the 2025 season. And I think it would make a big difference in their life. And, uh, and I enjoy, I enjoy working with them and, we're going to, we're expanding our mill next year and we're putting a, uh, we built a new wet mill and we're going to be um, putting a second pulper inside of it. Everything that I've built so far has been designed to have a second pulper put in at some point. At that point, we'll be able to run, we'll back the speed down quite a bit. And so right now we're doing 5,000 pounds an hour and we'll be able to, we would, if we wanted to push it, we could still carry 10,000 pounds, but we'll probably back that down to about 8,500, maybe 9,000 pounds an hour. Uh, that'll be a comfortable uh, load on the machine. Huh, Richard came up with his own phone. Uh, and so that's the goal is to bring in more of their coffee. They actually have their own little tiny wet mill that I gave them on the farm. So when they bring their coffee in, there's one specific, uh, we have three pulpers. Uh, two of them are small. One of them that I just used for the, the Bourbon and the Perinema because I want it done slower and I want it uh, more care taken. And so then there's another one that washes it as it pulps it. And that's the one that those guys use. And they're responsible for taking good care of it. And so uh, as long as they take care of it, they can keep using it. But it is on our property because they don't they don't have the electricity and stuff set up around their house to, to be able to use it. So we, uh, we, you know, we could, that's something easily that we can do for it and they don't have permission. They wouldn't be able to, to use the water part of it because they wouldn't be able to get permission from their water project to use that water. And I don't know that chlorinated water, if you guys know if chlorinated water would affect it, uh, but I'm not allowed to wash my car. Uh, I can't water my plants. There's strict, strict rules on these water projects and they love 
coming in and finding you when you do something. So we actually have two water systems on the farm. One of them is diverted water from the river and the other one is uh, the water project. So that we have North Americans over, I don't have to worry about them getting sick. But I am getting ready to build a water powered generator. And I, what I'm planning on doing is repeller system, the cooling system on the alternator for the car. I'm gonna extend those and have the water uh, power that, hook it up to uh, a couple of my batteries. I switched out two batteries early uh, last year that were sort of getting weak and weren't as strong as they used to be. So I'm thinking that if I run those through a power system, I'm, I've got a, a, a building in the center of the farm we're going to convert into a barracks. And so I'm going to put literally just a couple of fog lights on the front of the building to where they've got light at night. And then I'm going to have LED lights like you'd put in your car or truck on the inside of the building. And I'm going to have that alternator run all that. And I think it will easily. But I've got a 100 amp alternator that I'm going to hook it to. So once I figured out which wires are positive and negative, then we're going to start start doing that. Uh, so if any of you guys have experience with something like that, sure enough, let me know because I, I could use some pointers. Man, there are a ton. Richard's talking about he might get a... Uh, uh, a one pound to uh, probably a pound and a half roaster next year. That'd be a, almost a, that'd be over a two pound roaster. Uh, there's a ton of them out there anywhere from some, you can get some of them from China for $150, $200 that I don't know how long they'd last you to like my Hucky just does a pound. And I think with all the extra stuff on it, it's like 2000 or I don't remember. Uh, it could be a little more than that. could be a little less. But uh, that Hucky is a workhorse. I have, uh, I've worn it out. And I remember I lost the thing that you greased the bearings with one year. And uh, I roasted tons of coffee on it and didn't grease it the entire season uh, just because I had to get coffee roasted. So I just pushed it. And it did great. Uh-oh. No more coffee. But yeah, you guys let me know uh, if you if anybody would want to go on with me and uh, and we would all get on the screen and somebody do a V60 and somebody do an aerial press and somebody do a, a French press. And we sort of uh, maybe we could even coordinate and do the same coffee, you know, run it, uh, run it through or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to run them. Yeah, if I run them in sequence, it doubles the amps and keeps it 12 volt versus, is it parallel where it makes it 24 volts, but the same. Um, but yeah, I know I know how to wire them up that way because my big truck, uh, both my trucks uh, run two batteries. So it would be wired the same. It'd still be 12 volt, but it uh, just the, the second battery, the two batteries would actually just be a reserve the actual alternator running constantly would probably be charging up the batteries and running the lights all at the same time. <clears throat> in that area, I have a great water source and we're going to actually run them chlorinated water to drink, but there's a river right beside of it. It's about, it's about a hundred feet from it. So I'm going to put it, I'm going to build the unit under the bridge so that it stays dry. And then, uh, I'll just run some like six gauge wire or something up there to that, to the little house. 
and then uh, I just have to, I, you know, wouldn't have to put an inverter in the account thing on it if I did it that way. It'd just be 12 volt. And all they need is to be able to plug in to a 12 volt battery and charge their uh, uh, electronics. Oh, I would need an inverter because I'm planning on putting Wi-Fi out there. I'm hoping to get some guys that will live out there for the picking season. So I'll have an inverter on it, um, taking it to, uh, you know, 110. Unless the the cable company or uh, the internet company, I'm hoping they might have a Wi-Fi router that runs off of 12 volt. That would be a blessing. Uh, and then I could keep that in the house. Uh, see a couple more people popped on. If anybody wants to say hi, we were just talking about anything random to do with coffee. And so if you've got a question, shoot it out there to us or just say hi and let us know who's on there. Uh, but might've scared somebody. So they, one person popped right off right after they popped right on, but tonight won't be real long. I just wanted to cover some stuff. We've been about an hour. Uh, I've been trying to keep these to about an hour, which is what StreamYard recommends to, for maximum viewing. But uh, I've got the last six or seven episodes I haven't put on Podbean and all yet. But yeah, I don't, Richard, I don't exactly know what I'm going to do with it yet. But uh, I will put a shout out and see uh, if I can figure out about the Wi-Fi because I think that would be a big deal. When the North Americans come, as soon as they get off the bus, I've got somebody passing out the Wi-Fi passwords. And then all the little teenies and uh, 20 year olds are in, a, in circles all logging on. And then for the first hour or two, it's selfies and pictures and put them on social media. But, um, and so that's what the North Americans do when they get off the bus. Uh, so we definitely have to have Wi-Fi for them. And in the apartments, they all have Wi-Fi. Uh, but this new new thing we're building, even the, uh, this, the, we've got some guys hopefully coming down from Nicaragua. So if I can make that happen, then that's that house I want to get a barracks set up. And it'll be pretty rough this year. We're building uh, bathrooms and showers, but they're just going to have, you know, 10 walls. We're going to use the cheap tin from the roof to put on the walls. Um uh, and then if it works out to where they do well picking, then uh, then we'll build concrete bathrooms and all out there. And I do want to set a bathrooms out in the farm anyway, but so that'll just make it uh, make it that much better. If there is anybody that's planning on coming out to the farm this year, uh, somebody let me know the other day that they were coming out. I think they said in January and they'd already bought their tickets. Uh, and I didn't have them on the schedule. So if anybody is interested in coming out the farm, uh, we're limited as to how many people can come during picking season because that's just a crazy uh, a lot going on. But if you're if you're thinking about it, uh, let me know and I'll let you know what dates are open. But also let me know if you know how to drive like a big truck or if you can drive a standard or something like that because that would be helpful too. Uh, but I am uh, I'm going up January the eighth. And so anywhere between then and March the 20th, that's when my tickets will be for. So any of that time, we let people come out. Um, no more than six people can come during like the same week uh, just for the chaos that goes on. Because there's a lot of times 10, 11 o'clock at night, we're still we're still doing coffee. So it's, uh, 
but we're welcome to come. It's just we can't like we don't get to go out and eat as much. And uh, but it is for coffee people the best time of the year to come is during those two months because we're picking, we're drying, we're sample roasting. We're uh, in the first week of March. We start hand selecting the coffee. So that's that those two months of the year, you get to experience every part of coffee. Uh, I'm working on a price list of what it costs to come. Uh, I've talked to some women this last week about feeding everybody when they were out there. Uh, and it would just be basic Honduran food. Anytime I get a chance to go out and eat, we go out and eat. But we can't do as much tourism during, tourism during harvest. But if you have a little bit of Spanish at all, then I can send you to town with somebody. If, uh, you know, if you don't mind paying somebody, then uh, I've got people that are bilingual that can take you somewhere one day. Uh, I'm just not able to go with you those days. But yeah, if you want to come out to the farm, we absolutely, that is the best time that I have is uh, taking people out, showing them. But then again, June and July, if you want to bring a church group out or if you just want to come out during those times, those are awesome times. Uh, my customers and stuff, when, when we can, scored how many people are already in the house, uh, you guys just stay in the house with us. Uh, if you want some privacy and nobody's in it, there's an apartment out there. So, But uh, our goal this month, by the end of the month, my goal is to have 500 uh, Instagram. I've got 438 right now, so I am not doing that great. But uh, And that is a big goal. So if you know anybody on Instagram, or if you don't mind, putting the uh, tonight when I get off, I'm going to go ahead and schedule next Wednesday's podcast. So if you guys don't mind putting, putting that on some of your social media, that, uh, that there's a podcast next week and see if we can get some new people on there. If there are no stupid questions, just any kind of question related to coffee or Honduras or farm life, uh, the nonprofit we do. Uh, if you guys would share that with some of on some of your sites to try to help us uh, hit some of our goals. But yeah, I share that uh, within 20 minutes, uh, I'm going to have another podcast scheduled and I'll go ahead and start putting a week on there. Oh, Jose popped on. He said he just got into town. So he's not on the site. That is Jose from Third Days Again. He is a uh, he and I have become great friends. Uh, I've been to his house. He's been to mine. So it's not just a friend. Oh, and he's been to the farm. So if, if any of you guys are friends with Jose at Third Day Coffee, Seguin, he's a great guy to get to know. But he's actually been on the farm. He and his wife came out. And I think they're coming out again next year in 2024. But uh, love to have you guys on the farm. It is a great experience. I promise you, you'll have a good time. I'll make sure you don't get sick with the food, the water or anything like that. You might get sick of eating and drinking coffee, but other than that, I can't help it. Uh, but we'll make sure you do have a good time if you try to come out. But please share some of it on social media and we'll uh, I'll post that stuff up here in just a few minutes. I appreciate you guys coming on. Any suggestions you have, let me know. Uh, I'll try better to stay on task next week. And uh, thanks for coming on and watching. Uh, PM me if you've got any questions after I get off. Just PM, PM me on Facebook or Instagram, either one. But uh, thanks, guys, for, for watching and being a part of it tonight. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, 
eat too much. That's what my plan. I'm planning on starting with the dessert and then I'll go to Turkey. Um, and then I save the ham sandwiches for Friday. So if you want to be like me, start with the dessert. I'm bringing my own coffee. And so uh, I've got two two coffees laid out for tomorrow. So I'll go, I'll show up with two thermoses of coffee and I'm going to eat two to three desserts before I even start on the meal. So that's my plan, man. I haven't had anything sweet or Dr. Pepper all week. So I'm, I'm saving up for it. All right, you guys have a great Thanksgiving and remember to be thankful for something and help somebody. Give somebody a hand this week. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.